K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got up on Welcome to Black on Both Sides. It's June 7th, 2020. That loud sound you hear outside apparently is the sound of criminal injustice and inequality that will slowly turning what appears to be a positive direction after a groundswell of multicultural collective outrage and protests have been going on in this country and internationally for three weeks. I'm one half of your host, King Kuka 3X. The other half is my esteemed colleague, Mr. B. Honest. What's up, B? What's up? I don't know, man. Um, seems like the people are upset. When I say the people, I legit mean the people. Right. Um, this is, as I said, week three of protests. It looks by and large, and maybe they were, don't know, but by and large, the protests have been peaceful and they're multicultural. I see just as many, if not more, white folk in these across the country, not just in major cities, but also Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Ooh. in Montana. Ooh. Um, this is different. Midtown. You know, maybe this is. Midtown. Maybe this. Yeah, maybe maybe this is what happened. Maybe all of this is working for to this moment. People have been in their houses on lockdown across the across the country for so long. You know, the jobs. If you still have a job, you know, there's you know restrictions, so people have more time. People are not traveling as much. People right. are not going to movies, and everyone has has time more than they have before to be in the house and consume whatever media they consume. And um, here we are. Here we are. Um, Can I make the a Kunta has participated into I'll, a. Uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. The Kuntas participated in a protest yesterday, and that protest, based on the uh, neighborhood that the Kuntas live in, was by and large Asian American, white, Latino, and black. But by and large, Asian American, which is odd, odd as fuck. But that's what happened. And the march was two miles. Uh, it was done in collaboration with the Los Angeles County Sheriff Department, who cleared the path and followed the protesters, uh, a peaceful protest. And they were nothing but the nicest. The LA County people were the nicest, professional, and non aggressive. And something's changed. I can't explain what it is. But something's changed. The NFL, Roger Goodell, apologized about race relations and saying the NFL should, you know, should have paid it closer attention. And we'll, and we'll, uh, we'll do so going forward. Not you, Cap. Not you. Everybody else, Cap, but not you. Um. I say that because that's obviously received some backlash and and, and as them being hypocrites and whatnot. But lots of major corporations are, are they either participated in a blackout Tuesday or they've said statements that are more than just, you know, words that don't mean anything. You know what I'm talking about, B? When you see those those posts from companies and they're really not saying shit. They're right. trying to straddle the fence. Right. I'm seeing less of that. Um 
Michael Jordan. Things have gotten to such a point where Michael Jordan is giving $100 million to various programs, uh, social programs, and released a statement that we're tired and this has to stop, or something to that effect. Michael Jordan, you know, Republicans buy sneakers. And Colin Powell, I can't vote for Donald Trump. He's, uh, he's dangerous to the Constitution. Mr. Colin Powell was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and Secretary of State for four presidents. There's a shift. BM will tell you something you probably haven't heard about. Uh, so CrossFit, uh, as some of you may know out there, uh, if it's not your first time listening to the podcast, but King Kunta uh, does CrossFit and is an owner of a CrossFit box. Um, the word CrossFit is a trademark word, and to call your gym a CrossFit gym, you must pay uh, for a license, and that license is very expensive. The president, CEO of CrossFit, uh, Mr. Glassman, I think it's Brian Glassman, made a comment, uh, a very racially insistent comment, uh, called it uh, Floyd 19. Uh, Floyd 19, meaning this is a disease that's messing everything up, and we got to get rid of the Floyd 19. When pressed upon what it meant, it was not a joke. It was not satire. It was not, you know, ambiguous. And as a result, lots of CrossFit boxes across the country have decided that they no longer want to pay and include CrossFit in their title. Major uh, suppliers, Reebok, no longer wants CrossFit in their title. Major CrossFit athletes, by the way, CrossFit by and large is a is a workout system designed for and in collaboration with law enforcement and first responders. So this is kind of a big fucking deal. It's as big as the NFL. Uh, all the major champions of the last few years are denouncing the statements by by uh, the, the president, CEO, and founder of CrossFit to the extent that they are racially insensitive, and they're using stronger words than that. Uh, Matt Frazier, Rich Froning, these are the last six to eight years worth of men's of champions on the men's side. All the women who've won in the last six to eight years have come out against this. Uh, these are people with thousands and millions of followers on social media. Um, it's not okay, B. You know, if you're going to say something and it's not going to be in support, you probably should just shut the fuck up and say nothing. And you were seeing uh, more people catching racists where they are. Uh, and putting them and making them making them famous. Um, something's changed. I say all that to say this. You know, not all protests have been peaceful. Not all police have been. You know, you know, in support of the protests. There are still, you know, episodes of brutality happening. We're going to go back early in the week. Buffalo. I know you saw that. Be white male, seventy five years old. I don't know what he was saying, but he was walking towards some police unarmed. I think he might have had a cane. Not sure. And he got just knocked, shoved the shit out of him. He stumbled, he fell backwards, landed, pool of blood coming out of his skull. And you just see swarms of riot police just walking on by like nothing happened. So, you know, as much as we'd like to think it's just because you're a person of color, it seems to me that in addition to that, which that is... It's also the fact that people think they have a badge and that they are literally above the law. And we'll get to that later. B, did you see that with the uh, 75-year-old man that was shoved? 
I did. Uh, do you have headphones on? I do. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Uh, yeah, I did see the guy. Um, and by the way, that wasn't a question mark. That's <laughs> that's yes. That's a solid yes. Okay. Um, I did see the guy in Buffalo. Um, and I I'm on the fence about how I feel about them walking by him. As a human being, obviously you're supposed to bend down and you know help somebody up. But as a riot police in riot gear, there's a time and place for everything, and the time and place for helping somebody up is not in riot gear in the middle of a protest. So I'm on the fence on that one. The human being part of me says, "Hey, help that old dude up." But I understand once somebody's on the ground, that's that's not the responsibility of somebody in full riot gear going to a riot. Even if they pushed him down? Well, see, that's but the guys in the back, did they know that? You see what I'm saying? Like, you, you had, you're assuming that the people who were, you know, five people back knew. Now, the ones that were right behind, those people knew. But at the same time, we're in riot gear in a, in a riot place. So I'm not sure that that's not supposed to be a paramedic to come help him and not a riot police officer. So I'm on the fence on that one. As a human being, yes, that was totally wrong. Why They, they shouldn't have even pushed him. They could have just walked by him because he, was, he served no threat. And that was a bad judgment call by the officer who pushed him down. Now, once he's on the ground, I don't know that people saw the blood because from our angle, we definitely saw it. But I don't know that somebody walking over him saw it. His head might have been covering it. Plus, I'm in, in full riot gear. It's not like I can just bend over and, you know, do the same things I could normally. I think that that's more of a job for the paramedics that come after the riot police get by. So I'm on the fence on that one as a, as a logic. But as a human being, obviously, you don't push an old man. There's just no reason to, there's no reason for that to even have become an issue when they could have just walked by him like they did the sick dude in, in World War Z when the zombies were just running by the dude. They could have just did it like that. That's how, that's exactly how I felt that was. That dude was way too old to pose any threat to anyone unless he was wearing a bomb strapped to him. And it's obvious he wasn't. So they should have World War z that dude. Yeah, I think uh, the, the key takeaway from this, if you watch the video, He's, he's, I don't even know if he's speaking aggressively. I don't know. He sure doesn't look like a threat. <laughs> no. Um, so, and, and this is also going to go to a little bit later. So those, the two police officers that are deemed the one that pushed him and the other that are deemed to help push the guy over, they've been, they were arrested. Right. Uh, and when they were arrested, 57 of the police officers that were part of that riot team resigned from being part of riot teams, not the police, uh, not the police, uh, department itself, but from responding to that 57. Right. right. And that's what I'm saying. And I'm on the line. Okay. So these two were arrested, right? Uh, and they were charged, they were arrested. And when they were released on bill, 57 of those same police officers who resigned were outside and they cheered as these people came out on bell. Yeah, that's stupid. Cheered. Yeah, that's stupid. Okay, put a pin in that. Because I later I, I want to talk about this police system and, 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 and what can be done. Well, specifically to that, though, uh, there need to be 57 reasons. I need to hear 57 reasons why you're cheering. I need to hear 57 reasons why you resigned. I don't want to just get, I don't want to hear the, I don't want to hear the one main theme. I want to hear 57 people say, I resigned because this, and I cheered because of this. I need, I need to, I need to know why you cheer. Because it, well, it, it, it blows me away. There's two reasons, really. No, no, that's you speculating. I want to hear them say it. The union, because the union apparently admitted they called for those officers to not report and to resign those positions. Right. And then two is the blue line and the brotherhood of the blue line, which is if you're on that blue line, you can't, then, you know, you get supported no matter what you do. Um, 
But in any event, so um, can I, can I say something apparently. about something from your intro? Because you kind of skipped me. You just kept talking. Can I say one thing? Hey, do we need to start the whole thing? We're just twelve minutes in. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you were you were passionate. I didn't want to. I, that's why I said you have headphones on. Because a couple of times I tried to say something, you were like, "Nope," steaming through. So. You said no, that no, I'm serious. It's, it's not going to be a long. I know I always say that, but I don't have a lot here to talk about. No, no, I'd no. Rather it's fine. Just be coherent. It's fine. We're good. We're good. So look, you said that that for three weeks we've been doing three weeks of our protests, and I want to be very clear that in my mind, it's it's it, there's only been three weeks of white people protests. There's only been three weeks of global protests. For years and 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 years, there've been black people protesting, and nobody gave a fuck. Nobody heard shit. So it's very specifically to me that now there have been three weeks of global protest. I just want to make that that small distinction in in how I feel based off of what you said. That's it. Yeah, you know, I agree with you. Be honest that this is the this this is black people have have always they marched in Ferguson. You know, everyone you can think of that's, that's died. There's been a march. A Trayvon Martin, um, Sandra Bland. This falls on deaf ears. Oh, there they go again. They're right, doing that march thing. Right. This was different. From what I said, it's it could be all of these things happening. It could be lockdown, coronavirus. You ain't got nowhere to go, and even if you, you know, even if you uh, would want to go somewhere, nothing's really open for you to go. Right. You're not really traveling anywhere. There's no vacations. Summer school is not a thing. Um, and then for other people who've been affected by this, the economic downturn. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you've already spent the twelve hundred dollar. Uh, Stimulus check. It's Maybe. A problem. <laughs> Maybe. That shit's been gone. <laughs> well, B. You I think, know for you a think fact people are still holding on to $1,200? Would, <laughs> B, you and I wouldn't know. I don't know. <laughs> that shit's been I, gone. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. You know Nobody what's funny? To stimulate my black ass. You know what's funny, man? I always thought, and this is, this is, this is me and my, you know, my tax bracket. I always thought. The change would happen. People would get it when it was finally someone who nobody thought it should have happened to. I always thought that there was going to be some, you know what I'm saying, uh, road scholar black guy that got attacked and hurt or killed. And then the world would open their eyes and pay attention. I never thought it would have been someone with a criminal record and who it, it would be easy for them to do the Candace Owens thing on, which by the way, I'm not supporting. It would be easy for them to throw the Candace Owens argument of, you know, five-time felon and this, this, and that. It was so, it'd be so easy. It, it, it shocks me. It amazes me that this is the one that put it over the top. I'm not mad about it, but it just, it, it's shocking because I always thought it was going to be somebody that was just undeniably uh, what white America wants to see a black person act like. You know what I'm saying? And was there no, were there no nine-minute video? right. To watch and brought to watch this happen, right? So casually, right? The officer, the, the the monster, was so casual, almost unbothered, almost like he forgot what he was doing at one point. Oh, still doing this, right? Um, and then I I firmly believe this was also the very uh, two one or two days later when the CNN respondent <laughs> covering this was arrested mm -hmm. live on air. I think that also was a part I do yeah, for me. I agree. I think that was also a part of it. I agree. Um, and, you know, so a lot of things that I can't explain, I'm not going to say I'm happy this happened, but I'm happy that for my lifetime, 
this is the closest thing. This is as close. This feeling is the closest feeling I've had to maybe something changing. Well, let me ask you this. That me stick. Let me ask you this, Kunta. You say you're not going to say you're happy about it. Two, 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 two points or questions. The first one is: Do you not also get choked up when you see George Floyd's daughter, who is on the sitting on the shoulders of um, Stephen Jackson, when she says, "My dad changed the world"? That chokes me up every time I see it. So that's one. There's a positive and the negative. The second one is: If you have the opportunity to sacrifice yourself for all of this to have changed, would you do it? That answer. Well, both your first point, yeah, you know, I'm glad that they've, she's she's accepted to say that. She's still going to have to deal with this. Of course. And the thing about children is that sometimes it, it takes a while to process thing, things. Like Kobe Bryant's children, uh, his oldest daughter, she just seems too okay with processing this. Right. Which may be in and of itself a cry for help. Um, kids are young. Kids adapt. You know, maybe. Yeah, I hope that she keeps that sentiment and it's able to provide her with something. It doesn't matter if she keeps that sentiment. What I'm saying is the point that she made. It it doesn't matter if she keeps that sentiment. She's one person. I'm talking about the the, the globe. The the sentiment that she has about my dad changed the world, it doesn't matter if she keeps that sentiment. It's the truth. And because it's the truth, I see the positive in it. Now, she may decide at some point she hates black America because they didn't really come to, to her side. No, that's not what I mean. Okay. You talk about a silver lining out of sorrow. And yeah, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. It's easy for us to say, yeah, that's a great message. Well, neither me nor you have to live without our dad knowing he was killed on television by a white cop. And right. as a result, that led to, you know, unfortunately, because it did, more deaths in right. rioting and. Because they did, you know, people, additional people died. Cops were killed. Um, there is still unrest. Even though we opened the show talking, I did open the show talking about that there's peaceful protests. They're not all peaceful. Right. There are still some things happening. There are still some people very, very, very angry about the system and thinking it needs to change. And there are still some people very, very angry that the system that they like is about to change. Right. I would say more of that, honestly. I don't think and I don't think that people are angry because the system needs to change. We understand that we have to keep our foot on the necks, no pun intended. Well, maybe pun intended. We have to keep our foot You're just being factual. Foot on the necks of any structure that doesn't include everyone with with a sliver of equality. I mean, like I, I know that the world is not equal. I know that the world is not fair. I know that everybody's not gonna have their forty acres and a mule. I get it. But there has to be a sliver of equality. Like there has to be at least a desire, the hope. Just lie the consideration, to me. the consideration of equality. You know what I'm saying? Just there has to be that, and so I don't think that black folks are angry, or the the protesters are angry. The system needs to change. Now it's to the point where, okay, pay attention because we're going to continue doing this until this actually does change, and that's that's what I'm hoping. I think that the I'm anger side of the, the other side. I'm looking at Chicago right now. Thousands, thousands coming down some main street in Chicago. Um, it hasn't stopped. It's not going to stop. I talked to, talk to, to my brother. They have a protest in the Dallas area that's set to go either tomorrow or Tuesday. Um, but yeah, the system is broken. And I think George Floyd uh, on television, live dying, showed us that he can't even lie to me anymore. He can't even lie to me anymore. We've understood as black people, or I have, I'm not going to speak for you, B, that 
even those that seem to be allies, yeah, he might not. When what's that famous saying? When worst comes to worst, my people come first. Yeah, their people come first. But at least lie to me. At least lie to me. And what happened with George Floyd? You can't lie about it. You know, remember the first uh, coroner's report said he had all these underlying issues and all the underlying issues plus some pressure, all of this together led to his death. And then the family got an independent. Obviously, don't trust your lying ass eyes. Right. This uh, this knee on his neck, that's not what killed him. He had a lot of stuff going on. He may have. Could die at any time. Could die at any time. <laughs> he, he may have. But come on. Sorry, buddy. The coincidence is not going to work for you on this one. The coincidence of him dying from an underlying condition, all of a sudden at that particular time on that afternoon, that ain't going to fly. And so the family got their independent uh, coroner's report and it said, absolutely, the ultimate cause of death was asphyxiation. That's what was missing from the uh, original coroner's leaked report. And after the family's report said that, then, of course, the coroner's report, the original one, wasn't the final final. He said, like, wait a minute, I wasn't, a, I wasn't done with my report, man. Right. And then the final one apparently says, includes asphyxiation. Uh, but again... You got the same coroners who work hand in hand with the police. Right. One hand washes the other. Right. Maybe as objectively neutral as I can about seeing something. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, they did what? They got an independent one. What that one say? Oh, this wasn't the final one. Let me work on this. Right. So, you know, and just, and just so that I have everybody. So last time we talked, the three other cops were free. Now they've all been arrested. They've all been charged. There's been a, a multiplier tacked on to the officer, the famous officer that we see kneeling on his neck. Clearly, it's been bumped up from second degree to third degree murder. Other way, third degree, uh, second degree. Right, third degree, second degree. Um, and um, and the defense is already coming out. They're claiming that two of the officers, one of them hadn't completed his third shift, whatever the fuck that means. I guess that means he's not very experienced. <laughs> And another officer, well, he just got here. He's a fresh hire. So right. two of them are going to argue that they were new hires or right. not experienced. And uh, and one of them is going to say, well, I told him to roll him over twice, and he didn't. This guy's my my trading officer, my boss. So, you know, what do you want me to do? Well, no. that Okay, so the way it looked like in the um, in the video, the two who were saying they are new, they were the ones who were together at the beginning. They're the ones who pulled him to the, the wall and he slid down the wall or whatever. It was those two new guys. So I don't know what the hell they're talking about. How do the two new guys go and ride in a car together? I don't think that's how it works. But I could be wrong. I'm just saying what the defense is. Matter of fact, one of the defense lawyers said, this is bullshit. Okay. I just want to remind everybody out there who need to be reminded, but I'm sure you don't need to be reminded, but um, charges ain't shit. I'm going to say it again for those in the back. Charges ain't shit. What you really want are convictions. And every now and then, charges charges are filed against people. It makes a lot of news. But more times than not, there's no convictions. And one of the watershed moments happened earlier this year. Was it last year? In the, in the, the Botham John incident. Do you remember that? Uh, remind me. That's the one where the uh, white cop came, was trying to go home, and oh, she just kind of forgot what house she lived in. Yeah. And she was startled by right. someone on the other end of the door. And so, you know, she just started dumping. 
What do you mean this isn't my apartment? Oh, well, whoopsie scroodles. Well, she got charged and convicted. And I'm not going to comment on what I think about that whole scene during her conviction. And she was given on the lower end of what they could give her based on what her conviction was. But the point of it is you rarely get cop convictions from this type of misconduct. It's rare. And the attorney general in Minnesota came out and said, hey, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. And so we don't know the out the end result end results going to be. We just know they got arrested and charged, right? And we'll see. There's and no bail though, right? They're all they're all no bail. I think. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate because the killer got five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, he did. Yeah, I thought I read it was no bail. Let me rephrase. I said the killer. That's not what I mean. The person we have on camera, because if you look at the full video, you're going to see multiple. Um police officers everyone except the Asian police officer has a knee on Mr. Floyd and the two besides uh, Chauvin are the new ones so both of the new guys are also putting their knee on a nigga Mm -hmm. just in case you were wondering with their statements it's my first day it's my first week it's my third time okay so they got one million dollars in bill all of them the three ones did and I don't remember so Again, convictions ain't shit. Right. You need, I mean, sorry, charges ain't shit. You need convictions. Right. B, did you happen to catch uh, the Reverend Al's eulogy of, of, of George Floyd in Minneapolis? I was, man, that day I just did not have an opportunity to see any TV. I, was, I didn't see any so, of it and I haven't gone back. Now, I just want to go on record. I don't really know how I feel about the Reverend Al most of the time. Yeah. I don't, you know. That could be me not digging into things. That could be me being me being naive. Um, I don't know. I just know that I don't have neutral at best. Maybe how I feel about the uh, Reverend Al Sharpton. Mm-hmm. I prefer my Al Sharpton rotund. Right. I, uh, but in any event, uh, so he did the eulogy, and he did a damn good job. And um, some of the takeaways was that. You know, we can't progress as people of color because there are so many obstacles we have to overcome. And just when we think we've overcome them, there's another obstacle. Um, You know, President Obama became president of the whole ass United States. And, you know, there's still a question. There's the birthers. There's the people that hate him. And when you try try to really try to drill down why people really disliked President Obama. Uh, if he, they'll, first, they'll say economics. Then if you really dig down deep into it, you realize that you know it's, it's, it goes beyond policy differences uh, for the most part. And then, there, and then for people of color that really dislike him, it's because they wanted him to be you know, this revolutionary president for people of color and institute monumental change other than exist, existing. Right. I think as we see Trump right now, we realize, holy shit, the fact this motherfucker, a black man, became president. How? How did this happen? How? There were, there were two black girls in the White House for eight years. How? How did this happen? Because earlier this week, peaceful protesters outside of the White House 
Donald Trump proceeded to have the National Guard come in and they they began to uh, fire tear gas into the peaceful protests. They brought in horses. They pushed all the peaceful protesters out of Lafayette Park uh, past this very famous church whose name escapes me right now, Saint but it's the John's. church that's... Episcopal? Yes. St. John's Episcopal? Yep. It's been the church that's been there since John Adams. It's, it's been there a long-ass time. Long time. Since the, uh, since the White House was a thing thing that's been there. And, you know, there was damage to that church. Uh, set, there was a fire set in the basement. It was put out. Um, but, you know, the church was largely intact. So Donald Trump has tear gas canisters fired into a peaceful protest by... Uh, no other way to say it, uh, National Guard members and uh, mem- members of the federal branch of the government in riot gear and horses, and they push these people back firing tear gas. And then Trump and his his cabinet, including a Secretary of Defense, Mike Esper, including the Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staffs, uh, General Milley, who's wearing battlefield fatigues, by the way, um, they walk with Trump. Uh, people are screaming, tear gas, chaos. Trump walks up to a church, to the church, St. John's Episcopal, grabs a book, looks like it's supposed to be a Bible, and proceeds to hold it, twist it, turn it to get the best camera angle we can get for a very long, awkward period of time while staring into the camera making faces. One reporter that happened to be there says, is that your Bible? To which Trump answers, it's a Bible. So, the messaging here from Trump is that he wants to be the law and order president. It's the same playbook that Richard Nixon used to get reelected. Law and order. Law and order was used to pacify white suburbanites who were concerned about the civil rights uprising and Basically, kind of what we're dealing with right now. Um, Richard Nixon sold himself as the I will keep things safe, I will maintain order. So that was in Lafayette Square. The very next day, um, Trump says that religious leaders are happy he did that. Lies. The head member of the St. John's Episcopal Church, the the uh, the bishop, she was livid, co-opting the the holy book and the visage of the church to promote a message of law and order after you've tear gassed a peaceful protest from the people's house, which is the white house uh, using federal troops. Um, what'd you think about that B when you do, I know you saw that you could not have not seen it. What'd you think about Trump following in those national guard that have fired tear gas into the crowd, peaceful protest, walking over to a church, holding up a Bible, Twisting it, turning it. At one point, it was upside down, staring menacingly into the camera. And then, when he couldn't figure out what to do, he brought in all of the white people that were there and had a photo op. What did you think of that? I think that if I were a voter, there would be absolutely no way I'd vote for him. And that's a that's a that's a heavy that for people who listen to this show have been listening to this show. I've always felt like, um, or I guess people would, would assume that because I stick up for the Republicans or the conservatives or Donald Trump even, that 
you know, there's a chance that if there were an opportunity for me to vote, that I would be torn and there'd be a decision to be made. Well, what he what he has shown me over the past three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, or however long it's been since the um the towards the end of the pan- pandemic and the beginning of the protesting is that there's absolutely no way this dude can get reelected. And I mean, and I don't mean like um, chances are he won't. I mean, there's no way I want him to set foot back into the White House once once this four years is over. He's a he's a complete idiot. And and it's like, you know, we on this show we've gone through all the trials and we've. <sighs> You know, before the impeachment and the the phone call and the silly things he says and the sensationalism that he does with his tweets and how he wants to be a celebrity still, even though he's the president and he's he's more concerned about saying the funny thing than the right thing. And the day that he started that whole looting shooting thing and 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 then made the statement about the law and order, all that, that that's it. It that's absolutely it. I think a lot of Republicans feel the same way too. I saw an ad from the Republican Party. <laughs> that was that was pointing out all the things that he like. Normally, CNN are the people who make those videos where they say they capture every every single dumb thing he said. I saw a Republican. I don't remember the exact um, link, but there was a Republican Party ad campaign that had those things. And I mean, you know, like people are fed up, and I I I am one of those people. There's nothing that I can say to make that sound better. I feel like if you're the president then you're the president of the protesters too. And it's almost like he doesn't consider that. He's just the president of law and order. But no, you're the president of the protesters too. Those are American citizens and you have to figure out a way to protect them while you're protecting law and while you're protecting order and while you're protecting cops and and uh, buildings. And you have to consider all those things. It can't just be, oh, we're going to take care of Macy's building. We're going to take care of law and order. Those Those people are your people. You're supposed to take care of them too. They're, they should be protected, not tear gassed. I don't give a damn about a picture. That that I don't, I don't even know why he would want to take a picture in the middle of a protest. So ridiculous. You know you know why you wanted the picture. I know, but you know what I mean. I, I know, but you 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 know what I'm saying. Like just the 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 the, the gall, just the 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 carelessness. The it's. There's no way this dude should get elected. I don't even. I don't, I don't even. I don't even want him to run. To be honest with you, I, I wish there, there would be a way we could. If there was a way we could all vote to have, I'd vote for that. I would vote for the, for him not to be able to run again. Oh, don't worry. He's trying to figure out how not to have this election. Yeah, I know. Uh, while you were talking, apparently, 34 minutes ago, Mitt Romney was in a uh, protest as well. He's standing right in front of a racism kills. Um see a black lives matter sign he he's actually one of the protesters yeah you see what i'm saying man this is different man you mitt fucking (laughs) romney you've been you've been saying it's different but let me tell you a little story uh my wife and i went out today and um um did a few things but two stories i was i had to get emissions done for my car um and there was a pakistani guy or an indian guy but he was a darker skinned indian or pakistani guy and he was like um you know how do i feel he asked me how do you feel about the protest? And I was like, oh boy, here we go. Let me figure out how to navigate this. Because I'm not quite sure yet that every, 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 everybody's on board, right? So I was like, um, yeah, you know, I tried to give him the political answer that still showed that I supported the protest, but it wasn't offensive if he was about to, you know, fuck up my car. And he was like, you know what's crazy is that people don't understand that I fear for my life when the cops come. They'll shoot me too. 
Like they won't hesitate to shoot mm-hmm. me. I don't feel safe. I never, I've never felt safe since I've been in this country from the police. I hate them. Like p- the people here are a- amazing. The police here. Look at this I, one. This I, one's got a perm. I hate them. You know what I'm saying? They, and so I, that was that was shocking. But then we're coming back up uh, Scott Boulevard, which turns into Ponce Leon. You Atlanta people will know what I'm talking about. There's an area over there by Pi Day High School or Pi Day School. Uh, it's very affluent. It's it's in between uh, Candler Park and Virginia Highlands, which are both. Um, I would say 99% white and 99% yuppie. So we get to an intersection and I start seeing some signs. I thought it was like a car wash sign though. Cause it's like little white girls and, 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 and jogger shorts and you know, they're colorful signs. They got, you know, colorful clothes, clothing on or whatever. So as we get closer, we start seeing the signs saying honk your horn, honk your horn, black lives matter, blah, 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 whatever. Right. This is, this is an entirely not a protest site. This is, this is, residential slash about to be downtown Atlanta and um, Black Lives Matter, racism, in racism, uh, George Floyd, et cetera, et cetera. There are probably 50 as white, pasty white people as you've ever seen in your life sitting on the side of the, on the road on each side with signs, honking horns, uh, Black Lives Matter, et cetera. And at the very end, there's about an 85-year-old frail as fuck white woman. I'm talking about you know that she probably has never spoken ill to anyone in her life, but she's got her fucking fist up, my dude. She's got her fist up, and you can tell she's been holding up there for a while. Like, There's a sea change happening it's here. It's something crazy, man. She had her yeah. fist up, Kunta. I'm talking about all the way up, too. Not like uh, Heil Hitler high. Not like, yeah. uh, my arm is getting tired. I'm talking about her shit was straight up in the air. And she meant that shit. You can look in her eyes. She meant that shit. Mitt Romney is protesting. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I just want to I want to say everything Beyond said and I'm saying we believe is is about the the majority we're seeing. I told my oldest daughter this the other day though cuz at my protest when we walking back, someone from an apartment building started yelling some you know, what are you doing? This is dumb. You people are stupid. Go find something better to do with your time. There is a racist element in this country that is not going to change. Matter of fact, that's about that 30% of Trump's base that, or what they call that will just true believers. They're never going to change. Racism is not going to stop because of this, but you know, it needs to be minimized make America great again. Make racist afraid again to be found out that they're racist, to keep it back in their back rooms and whatnot. Because you're not going to change. It's very hard to change someone's heart Mm. unless they have a personal experience. Very hard. Yeah. So what I'm saying, and maybe kind of what I'm hearing, yes, more people are speaking up and speaking out or being human. This will not end racism. It won't. It won't end it. No. But this is about what does our, our country going to try to live up to the lofty ideals and goals that we set. Right. Bill of Rights, Constitution. By the way, uh, you didn't really say this, B, but I, I believe if I drill down as someone who's a, who's, a, who's a veteran, if I really drill down, I bet I could get you to say that one of the things that's problematic about Trump is that he's clearly doesn't care about the Constitution. Not at all. He invoked the Insurrection Act of 1807 meaning uh, he could deploy federal troops into states 
I don't see it happening. No one really knows what that means. I don't see it happening, dude. I don't not anymore. I don't see it happening. I don't I don't Yeah, see- not anymore. Because yeah. the protests have started to turn to become more peaceful. But when he said that No, 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 no. That's it, not what I mean. I mean I don't see it happening. I don't see our our military putting up picking up their arms to go into neighborhoods. I, I see a lot of motherfuckers walking away and they just take their, their punishment, whatever that may be. I promise you, I don't, I don't see it. Not anymore. Well, Gen- former general, former uh, uh, defense, uh, secretary of defense and well-respected general uh, Mattis, you know, he has a problem with this. This is too far. Yeah. Um, the other general that became uh Chief of Staff, General Kelly, retired general. He has a problem with this. Colin Powell has a problem with this. All the former military have a problem with this. Yep. I don't see it happening no more. You were, you were right. I'll, I'll, give you your, I'll give you your flowers. You were right. You said that the military wouldn't fuck with him, and they were, just, they were not going to go. You're right. They're not. It, well, well, why would they not do that? Because we don't have... So after Vietnam War, people really didn't like the draft, and the, and the military had a really ugly image. I'm not saying they earned it. I'm not saying they deserved it. That's just where public opinion was. And so the military has tried very, very hard, very hard to try to uh, appeal to everyone. It's good for their ranks. If people feel like they're, they're persecuted against, they're not going to voluntarily join the military or any of its branches. It's also good abroad. We can't fly that American flag in other places talking about freedom and justice. And we don't got that here. And it's very apparent we don't have that here. So the military has lots of reasons, uh, some high level, some, you know, and some very selfish on why they cannot openly allow there to be an official statement from them that one, they're going to turn the troops on to the country they've sworn to protect. And two, that they in any way, shape or form, you know, advance, you know, racism because that affects their ranks. Yeah. A lot of people of color make up the ranks. With that being being said, I don't know who was the Marines. Marines, the Department of Defense, the Marines. They yep. have now banned uh, the Confederate flag. I didn't. I don't. I didn't know where it was hanging, but apparently you can't. You can't have symbols of that. Oh no! I'll tell you where it's uh, hanging. I can tell you where it's where hanging. Where is it? On cars, front front bumper stickers. Uh, um, outside of base house, not base house. You can't do it on base housing, but in your house, you can you can fly a flag. It's on backpacks, it's on shoes, but now you can't even wear that shit as an emblem anywhere, which is, I can't believe that it hadn't already been done. But when I was in the military, it was dudes who would basically say, fuck niggers, literally would say that. But then, because, it, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't so, I guess, uh, politically correct to, to turn that person in, it was the kind of thing where you just know that guy is racist. But still, if there were ever a situation where we were out fighting somewhere, he and I would make sure that we had each other's backs. But when we get back to America, it's fuck niggas again. And I know that. And he knows that and I know it that. It never people- changed even when you were in a situation where a life and death situation you had to rely on each other, it just still didn't change? No, that's what I'm saying. When it was that, it, it was, that's my brother. But No, what I mean is there was no... When you said as soon as we got back, it was yeah. still fuck niggas again. So yeah, I'm it saying it still was. It was still fuck niggas. When we got back, it was still fuck niggas. That that you you said it earlier. Racists will not change. We're not going to change the racists. They're not going to ever change. But it, it it should be uncomfortable for them to continue being racist. And that's what I think this protest has turned into. Is we get it. There are a lot of middle ground people. Those people have to change absolutely. Racists are going to stay racist, but it has to be uncomfortable for you to be a racist. You can't just continue doing that like everything is good. Right. So be you're right. You're right though. The military is not fucking with him. I don't I don't see any of my 
any of my fellow troops turning them, their guns on a neighborhood. No fucking way. It's not going to happen. Not for this president. As a matter of fact, the actual the oath is to protect my country from enemies foreign and domestic. If anything, Trump is making himself the enemy. By making himself the enemy of the protesters or the protesters the enemy of him, I should say, when he, when he tear gassed those protesters to take a picture, he's saying basically that law and order, I'm going to protect this country from you. You would be the enemy. You are the protesters. So by him... Be, be, he, 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 he just said recently it wasn't tear gas. What was it? I don't know. Smoke? But don't, don't watch your lie. Don't, don't believe your lying ass eyes. They would never tear gas <laughs> Man, a peaceful look, protest. Military is not, I, 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 I've changed my mind. You were right the entire time. You saw it. I didn't see it. The military is not fucking with this dude no more. It's going to be few and far between. Yeah, there are going to be some cowboys that are out there. Yeah, I'm Donald Trump. But for the, for the masses, they're not fucking with this dude no more. I, I doubt they'll even go to war for him. Because there's a thing called the Constitution. If we don't get a constitution, we don't get really got shit. Not much. We don't. It's like who's got who's got money and who's got guns? Those people get to make decisions. Um but anyway, anyway, what what I also want to dovetail into is so you know President Trump refuses to say Black Lives Matter because they don't. And all these protests are about uh systemic um police brutality and injustice that was really lit off or another step or the, maybe the last straw by um, George Floyd's murder on video. Um, but the mayor of D.C., who Trump has talked a lot of cash shit because he's a Democrat, as he's talked a lot of cash shit about all the governors of and mayors of other quote unquote blue states where there's been rioting and looting. She had enough. Yeah. So she commissioned uh public <laughs> officials in DC to paint in bright yellow. Beautiful. Block. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. This is a yeah, right on the way to one of the roads that leads directly to the White House. And that's called Black Lives Matter Plaza now, by the way. Oh, yeah. So Trump, you know, if you want to send him some shit, he has a few places you can send it to him. There's either 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue or he's got another box at 1600 Black Lives Matter Plaza. Now, I understand the confusion because that shit was not there last week, but it is there today. Yes. Um, did you know you can so see that you, from space? I bet. It's you, pretty large. Yeah, you can see it from space. Pretty large. Um, international protests, Paris, Germany, um, London. Uh, so many people have a problem with just, you know, it's not hypocrisy. It's in your face. It's in your face. And, you know, for the long, longest time, America has peddled abroad this idea of why we're superior socially. Land of the free. Home of the Brave. Right. And when you have something like this and people rioting and protesting, there's a problem. There's a problem. This is this has weakened us with Russia, it's weakened us with China. You know, we talk about authoritarian uh, countries. Yeah, we're, we are one right now. And we're trying not to be one, but right now we are one. Right. 
As you know, as they said, uh, you know, as I told you, you said the other day, that wasn't tear gas. Don't see your lying ass eyes. <laughs> then he had a. Uh, then he then he went to a Catholic church the next day after the the Episcopal Church, and that pissed off the Catholic, the Catholic bishops. It also pissed off the Pope. I don't know if you know anything about the Pope, but the Pope. Pretty solid dude, pretty hard to piss off, but he's pissed off yet again. If only the millions of Catholics here in the United States would listen to him, but they sure as fuck did in 2016. So they all condemned Trump trying to use symbols of religion as symbols of, I don't know, acceptance or power or sanction. Yeah, sovereignty. I don't know. Yeah. Again, taking a page from the authoritarian playbook, that's what they do. They they gather all the symbols that they believe people think are important, and they associate themselves with the symbols. Uh, that's why you know in North Korea, Kim Jong Un, you know he's never wrong; he's always right. Um, you know he is the state; he is us. He represents our highest. That's what Trump wants. That's what he. That's what he has his orange wet dream over is being a dictator. Yeah, and he's close. He's, he's pushed his country to as close to a dictatorship as it can get based on the safeguards we think we have in place. Um, and how, why am I saying that? Because what he did, he unleashed federal, federal, the, he, he unleashed the thing that me, B, and you pay taxes to. We pay taxes to have federal troops shoot tear gas into a peaceful protest at the people's house. Early in the week after this happened, do you know that there were prison guards guarding the White House? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Uh, from that's, the prison that's fit, bureau. That's fitting, though, because he's a criminal. <laughs> yeah, he's actually, uh, now there's a literally a wall around the White House. He had them throw up these walls. There's right. literally these fences. There's literally, the White House is literally now a fortress now. Um, so... This is where we are. B, you said that you don't want him to get another four years. Well, well B, you're in a battleground state, B, and I know you don't want to hear this. I got to vote. But you're going to have to vote. Yeah. You're in a battleground state. Yep. I hear you, And man. not only are you going to have to vote, you're going to have to do that thing you don't want to do, which is tell other people to vote. I'm considering it, Kuta, just so you know. Because Georgia is, is, could be purple. That means it can go either way. I'm considering it, it, way. I'm considering it man, just so you know. I appreciate that because... This is not one or the other. You can protest and vote. You can do both. You're supposed to do both. It's not one or the other. And it's not, in, and you can't not, can't do one and not the other. You can protest all you want. But then if you say, well, I'm not voting at the state, federal, local level, well, then you're not going to get any change. These prosecutors that don't want to prosecute people, these DAs that don't want to go after cops, you know, these local officials who appoint certain people to and councils to be accountable regarding what the police do. Yeah, you got to vote about that shit. Yeah. At the local level. What's sad, people that affect you. What's sad to me about it is, is that the reason why I don't vote, it doesn't have anything to do with a Republican or Democrat. I think that they're both full of shit. And I think that neither one of them really service my needs or even care what my needs are. The only reason I would vote this time is to keep him out of office, not for any other reason. I don't think that Joe, Joe Biden or any Democrat is going to do anything good or positive, but I just can't. I can't see him again. I guess what you're saying is, I don't know if the Democrats going to do anything positive for me, 
but I definitely don't want shit to get worse. I can't, I cannot let this nigga get, stay in, there's, no, no, I don't give a, I don't care who is running against him. I, he's not going to be in there again. Satan could be a Democrat. I, I probably vote for Satan. It could literally be a can of paint. It could be a bird. It could be a bird that can only chirp or hit a button or a touch up, touch up, you know, touch something. <laughs> yes, the other one, no. We'd have a better shot than what's going on right now. Let me tell you how I knew. This, this is how I knew, King Kuta. This is how I knew that I was totally done, right? I detest Don Lemon. I mean, he just gets, he gets under my skin. He bothers the shit out of me, right? I actually enjoy watching him now do his little shit, his little dance that he does when he calls when he calls Trump out on the little things mm-hmm. like he just does that little blank stare. He'll make a statement and make a blank stare like anybody, anybody would anybody do that? Would anybody consider mm-hmm. doing that? I really enjoy watching Don Lemon do that shit now. <laughs> and I, that's how I knew this is yeah. this done. Like I like when uh, Don Lemon uh, that's that commentary he made about what is it about Obama that that really gets on your skin. Is because he's educated, right? See, I didn't like that. That annoyed me. Oh, I, I, I did because I want to know what, why is President Obama? And this is the thing that Don Lemon says, and I agree. Living in Trump's head, rent free. Right. Everything that is bad somehow is has to do with President Obama. Remember when when, uh, when Donald Trump was in that bunker, um, the day after Memorial Day. You know what Trump said he was doing in the bunker? What? Inspecting it. <laughs> what he does from time to time. <laughs> B, do you know what he found upon his expect upon his inspection? Uh, some reading materials. What? What did he find? That President Obama had left it in a horrible condition. Oh my God! Like he cleans it. Get the fuck out of here, man! Like what the fuck does this have to do with? Well, I was down there inspecting, and President Obama left in a terrible condition. I will, you know, I, I must say, oh, this guy. Yeah. So, it's, so <sighs> we can't deal with another four years nope. like this because I don't know what we'll have. Nope. In another four years of this, and it's going to be like some Mad Max shit. You know, we won't be able to podcast. We'll be like on some weird ass CB radio wave to all those that have still survived or are part of the revolution. I guess the the rebellion. I suppose they call it a ham um, radio. The ham radio, yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, shit. I probably need to look in the. We need to get, that need to get one, get a license because you have a license. We need to get that. Yeah, it's breaking news out in California. The National Guard is leaving Los Angeles. Our curfew is lifted. All right. Yeah, curfews are lifted almost. Well, most places are they still wilding out in Seattle? Nathan Nice, you need to calm the fuck down, friend of the show. Um, there's still some protests that could go either way. I think there was some violence in Seattle last night. Um, all right. Where do we go from here? Where do we go? So B, one of the things that I'm hearing from social people, social justice people, that's the social justice warriors, as some people say, is to either defund the police or disband the police. Now, I looked into this further because, you know, I have a questions with the, either of those terms, Be wouldn't you? I saw that they booed the, the Minneapolis um, mayor for not being willing to do that. And I was like, is that possible? No, not, willing, not being willing to say he would. Right. 
I didn't even know that was possible or what that even what the ramifications of that are. So yeah, yeah I agree with you. Yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about. That's exactly my questions. Out here in Los Angeles and the mayor of LA County, Mayor Garcetti, he tried he says he's going to defund 150 million dollars from the LAPD that same day. LAPD union is talking cash shit in front of a lot of LA police officers and what they going to do if this mother might would might would take some of their budget. So let's dig into this. So defund. I assume that means what it says. You, you don't spend money on your police department. Okay. And I, the, 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 the thing of it is what people say you should do with that money is you should funnel that money into social programs. Okay. Why is that helpful? Uh, some people say that law enforcement primarily uh, does low-level crime. They deal with low-level uh, crime. They patrol that for the most part. Um, talking about break-ins, things of that nature, things after the fact, you know, tickets, etc. And that in the case of murders and whatnot, you know, there's not a good success rate on detectives completing these things. And that if you funnel the money instead into educational programs, then there are some statistics that have been taken broadly that that lowers the rate of crime. So right now, in addition to low-level crime, police are also dispersed in quote-unquote areas of you know potential criminal you know activity, which is where we get the problem because that means in the hood, the hood, and that also means that you know prejudices are able to be reinforced by those that have them. So if you defund the police, do you have less police or do you have no police? So in my research, I didn't see a strong difference in defunding versus diverting some money from the police. Defunding in and of itself versus disbanding. To me, I couldn't find a difference between those two things. Defunding, no more money, and disbanding, no more police. I don't know how that would work, B. I don't know. There's got to be something, someone, somebody to to call right. when there is a problem. The first responders can't just be EMTs and firefighters. I don't see how that works. And I'm not, you know, I'm asking you, B, to... Be as, as open-minded as you can and, and tell me what you think about that. How, how could that work? Because this is not, people are calling for this. As you point out, the mayor of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, who was a pretty progressive, you know, white dude, he got kicked out of a whole ass rally on yeah. television because yeah. he wouldn't say he would, de- he wouldn't say yes or no. Right. And mind you, apparently Minnesota has one of some of the worst, um, Track re- one of the worst track records with regard to police brutality. Um, that's what they say. I'm sure there's some southern states that might would be there, but that's what they say. Right. Uh, and so that's why the call was loudest to, to defund there. So B, apart from what Mayor uh, uh, Garcetti said about diverting 150 million, which I don't believe is the entire budget, completely defunding or disbanding the police. What do you think of that? This is going to take a left turn for a quick second, but I promise it's necessary. Um, 
I think that this is the problem with a lot of our government-based uh, factions. There's a movie called The Cartel. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's a documentary about the uh, mm-hmm. inner city school systems. You ever seen that? I haven't seen that. So basically the idea is that the teachers' unions protect teachers to do damn near anything in the classroom as long as they have tenure. Mm-hmm. And there's no incentive for the teachers to be good at teaching. There's no incentive for them to show up to work with a smile on their face to take care of our kids with, in a loving way. And it's especially obvious that that's happening in inner cities where black kids are going to school. I'm, I'm very sure that this is no different than it is with the police forces. That you know, I hate the, to interject, but that's exactly why those fifty-seven cops were instructed to right. resign from that duty, and they did. Right. So, I, I, it, it's too parallel. So, another almost uh, almost a quasi government agency and the union involved does the exact same thing here. Police officers don't come to work excited about making the neighborhood a better place or or defending people who need help or protecting the the, the weak and the the frail. They come to work to get a paycheck, and if they if they get into altercation, they get to bus off. And that's you know, it's like teachers come to work just to get a paycheck, and you know, maybe that that cute guy that works in special ed might you know ask me on a date or something. I'm wear this dress. Like if they defund the police force, I will not be comfortable with that. But something has to happen. So as we were as you were talking. Obviously, teachers need to find some way to be incentivized. They need to be have more pay. Um, there, there are lots of things that need to happen on, on, the, on the teacher side. But on the police side, there needs to be incentives as well, right? I think you would agree yeah, with that. Yeah, but I don't think they're hurting for pay, but yes. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. But, but what I'm saying, as, and I just thought of this as we were talking, as you were talking, the same way they do football contracts where, you know, here's your pay. But if you hit this milestone, if you, get, if you rush for 1,000 yards, you're, you're able to get another million dollars. If, you, uh, if we go to the playoffs, you get another $2 million. I think that there has to be some type of way to incentivize police departments so that they get their regular pay, which would be a less, less than what they're normally getting right now. But as long as they meet milestones or key points along the way for the year, then they get the bonuses and the bumps. So, you know, if we have uh, no police brutality cases, then you guys get an extra 20000 you know what I'm saying, or whatever, 200000 per unit, you know, something like that. There, I don't see how you completely defund it, but it does need to be incentivized in a different way so that it's, it, it matters that they do a good job. They're not just out there doing whatever the hell they want to do. They have to also do a good job while they're out there. I would prefer we do something like that, a bonus system or, a, you know, a bump system when things are done correctly, as opposed to just completely defunding, I don't know. I don't know how we exist as a as a civil culture without police in some form. Well, I believe clearly. By the way, that's very good points you raise. This is not something I have the answer to. Obviously, if anybody had the answer to it, we wouldn't be here, right? I mean, I think you raise a lot of you know the incentivizing of it would be, you know, probably something with decreased claims for brutality or excessive force or etc. Uh, I feel like if you just did it on decreased rate of crime, that doesn't eat right back where you started. Right. Um, one thing that could happen is because I think that we can all say there must be someone to handle the bad guys. Yes. 
Because at some point, there are bad guys. Yes. Somebody, when there's a bank robbery, you got to be able to call somebody. Yes. If there's a shooting at a school, you got to be able to call somebody. So yes. what, remember RoboCop? I do. The old, the first one. Mm-hmm. You remember the police force was, was essentially a, a civilian force. Meaning in, they were, they were hired out. They were contracted. They were, they were uh, privatized. I think that if you defund police or disband police, you wind up with privatized police type groups. In some areas you do. I don't think any area could not have it because again, who's going to pay for the, who's going to pay for the police force in the hood? Nobody. Like I said, in some areas, uh, there'd be lawlessness. It's going to be the counties. Um, You're going to need somebody to enforce the rule of law. And I hate having to talk about this after what Trump has done and said about law and order. Right. But we're just looking for solutions and we're responding to this, you know, novel cry of defund or disband the police. Okay. You cannot not have somebody to enforce basic laws. That just doesn't work. You can't educate some people out of being, you know, anarchist or, you know, predisposed to fuck shit up. You're not going to educate that out of people. Right. Um, so in that instance, I do think that if things are disbanded or, or, or defunded, now we get to a privatization. So let me tell you why privatization isn't necessarily bad. You can sue private companies. You know who you can't sue usually? Government. The, yeah. And you know what's part of the government? The police department. It's called qualified immunity. A lot of this shit a lot of it uh, could be curbed if there was, you know, an outright right to sue and no qualified immunity for some or most of these law enforcement agencies. They are acting under color of the state. What does that mean? They're acting with the authority of I am the state. And when you hand out badges like that, I, I keep seeing these, uh, statements about how long it takes to get a degree. That's like, you know, 1500 hours or something. How long it takes to complete training to be a law enforcement officer. It's like 860,000, uh, 860 hours versus 1500 hours. So almost half the time it takes to get a degree, you could become a law, you could go through the academy. Right. Um, I got a homeboy who is uh, tight with the LA County Sheriff. And one of the, uh, one of the things this new LA County Sheriff has introduced is this idea that you have to have some degree before advancing. Some degree is required. Uh, that wasn't the case before. You know, one of the things that we frequently hear, or I frequently hear, is that the law enforcement across the board, except for the FBI, state law enforcement generally tries to weed out independent thinkers. Right. There's lawsuits against against high IQ police um, applicants. Now, my homeboy, who's friends with the LA, one, the LA County Sheriff, knows that guy to be a very, very smart dude and wondered how he didn't get weeded out. Apparently, they tried really, 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 really hard to weed him out. 
doing all sorts of shit, busting down ranks, uh, giving uh, undesirable patrols. This the sheriff you're talking about? Yep. Okay. But he stuck with it. My homeboy says he stuck with it, despite the fact that you know he got in trouble frequently right. for speaking up and saying stuff. You know, independent thinking. Right. That's awesome. And you know, you know, by a miracle having a lot to do with the 2016 election and Trump two years later, he's now the, uh, the lead sheriff of the largest sheriff department in the United States. That's awesome. But that's not the people under him. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> it goes back to what we said. That's, that's not the people under him. Law enforcement at a state level, uh, deters, dislikes, weeds out, Smart and independent thinkers. They don't want it. They want people that are going to read the book and bust people who violate what's in the book. Black and white. No thought. And as a result of that, you can get in a lot of people who should not have guns or if they have guns, they should not have guns under the color of state of the state and qualified immunity, which ties us right back to Buffalo. You shoved an elderly white man hard in the back of the, hard in the front. He fell on his back, busted his head, starts bleeding. Bad. B says, well, you know, if you're in the riot, if you're, if you're in a riot gear, then, you know, you got to have the medic. Okay, fine. But why would you put in the police report that he slipped and fell? Oh. He tripped over his own feet. Yeah. Why'd you put that in the police report? Well, I mean, technically he did trip on his own feet, but it's because he was pushed like a motherfucker, though, first. Like, he did trip over his own feet. That's why he fell. <laughs> so, Let's I mean, go to another incident in Florida uh, that happened so early crazy. this week. You see a black woman on her knees protesting. This white cop comes over and shoves the shit out of her. And then a black female cop comes over and gets in his face and he walks away and she's yelling at him. I saw that. In three years in the force, three and a half years, I don't know if it was Fort, Fort Lauderdale or somewhere in Florida, I believe he had over 70-something complaints of excessive force. Wow. Wow. One of the four officers involved in Mr. Floyd's death had... I think it was three or four prior charges for stuff before he was allowed into the police department. He had a record. What do you mean? A criminal record? Or what do you, what do you, say? What do you mean he had come? Let me look at it. It's, it's a criminal record. Uh, but, you know, the point of what I'm saying is that the bar is low. I was saying earlier that... Um, I believe one of the police officers had a prior record before being allowed a police force. And I'm just looking at the background of the police officers in Minnesota. Uh, apparently, Mr. Thao, uh, who was the Asian man, holding the crowd back. He had six complaints filed with internal affairs, one of which is still open. <laughs> He'd been with the police force since 2012. Uh, before becoming a police officer, he was a security guard a stalker at a grocery store, and a trainer at McDonald's. Clearly, he'd never met Calvin. Um, And He's he's what the police force would consider perfect. mm -hmm. 
Thomas Lane. Uh, University of Minnesota, 2016. Worked as a juvenile corrections officer. Also was a bartender. Different restaurants. Was a sales associate at Home Depot, according to his police job application. Uh, and then there's there's one of them that looks black, but I don't think he is. I think he's mixed with something. That's the new. Uh, that's the newbie. That's the rookie. The, the first fish. Mr. Kung uh, was an asset production pr- asset protection detective for Macy's from 2014 to 2017, <laughs> and in a temporary position with Target. That's a that's a funky title. <laughs> he listed that he can speak, read, and write Russian. Okay. Oh. Twist, plot twist. Plot twist indeed. Uh, Chauvin. He had a rap sheet. He had a police rap sheet. 18 prior complaints, only two were closed with discipline. Heavily redacted personal files released in a detailed 2017 complaint from a woman alleging that he pulled her from her car, searched her, Placed her in the back of a squad car for going 10 miles over the speed limit. Okay. Shit happens. Um, he also has a recommendation to be given the department's Medal of Valor. Okay. He's valiant. And we also know he worked at, a, at the same nightclub that Mr. Floyd did. And the nightclub owner on live television confirmed that uh, there was a difference shown between her Lat- Latin American nights, she was a Lat- Latina, the owner, versus her urban nights. Urban is a nice way of saying black. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who worked at the club with, with George Floyd? Mr. Chauvin. He was a, he, what? They were security. How do you not know this? I did not know that. Now, the owner doesn't believe that these things are related because they work different times, different things. He never, they never met. They never knew each other. That's not what she said. She just said, she, you know, they didn't, were not around each other. Oh, come on, man. I mean, I'm not the smartest dude. But I'm not an asshole either. Come on, man. Out of all the clubs in Minneapolis, out of all the clubs in Minnesota, they worked at the same club doing similar jobs. Only thing difference is that George Floyd wasn't a police officer moonlighting. Chauvin was a moonlighting police officer. I can't believe I didn't know that. Yeah. And so the club owner said that on the Latino nights, again, club owner was Latino. uh, It seemed fine with regards to security that was run by Mr. Chauvin. Um, you know what happens at clubs B? Sometimes there's a fight, yeah. right? You know, sometimes, you know, shit gets a little bit out of hand. Sometimes. Crowd gets a little rowdy. You got, got to calm it down. You know, yeah. club shit. Right. And she said that comparing her Latino nights in which Mr. Chauvin worked with the urban nights, again, a $50 nice word of saying black is right. fuck. Right. He felt, she felt he overreacted often. Huh. Blowing things up out of proportion, bringing an extra, bring bringing an extra security, calling in cops unnecessarily. Mind you, she says that this you have a small fight, and all of a sudden I go outside and there's six police cars. Again, this is a club. 
altercations can happen at clubs. Found what I was looking for, by the way. So, uh, Thomas Lane had a criminal record prior to joining law enforcement in 2019. Let's see what his charges are. <laughs> oh my God. Hmm. <sighs> see if I can find this here. Man, I'm still blown away by this. They worked the same. I mean, I may be some dumb, but I'm not plum dumb. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. I did not know they worked at the same club. Lane was convicted of seven charges in total before entering the uh, Minnesota Police Department. Okay. Four of the convictions were traffic violations. Okay. Two were for parking meter offenses. What else? That's six. He was allegedly accused of two counts of blocking legal process, vandalizing property, uh, and disorderly behavior. I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah. Uh, but hey, but, you know, hey, man, don't fucking worry about that. Come on in. <sighs> Further charges were censored from his official public <laughs> records file. <laughs> in other words, waiver. They gave him a waiver. That's all that means. That's what that. That's so exactly what that means. So why those would be censored? Probably, probably a good reason. It's a waiver. Now I will admit, at least uh, more than half these charges are regular people shit. Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't I don't find know about the vandali- vandalizing property. I don't know what that. I don't know how you vandalize some property and you get to be a cop. Uh, you get charged and convicted for that. And I'd love to know what these other two charges are that are censored. Yeah, censored. censored. The censored ones are definitely important. Those are something that they yeah. waived so that he could be a police officer and they had to censor it so that it couldn't be it brought up come to be used out. against him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah. So, uh, so, but back to, you want to talk about Mr. Floyd and, and Chauvin working together. <laughs> no, nah, we don't have to talk about it because I don't know anything that you don't know. It's just, come on, man. Like Of all, the, I don't know how big Minneapolis is, but I assume it's a million people. All I know is it's by the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It's, I would assume that it's a million people, and if it's a million plus people, the, the chances of these two guys meeting in the middle of a street, one with a knee on top of the other one's neck, and they also happen to work security at the same club, I can't believe I didn't know that. Mind you, from all accounts that I've read, it they didn't. It doesn't seem like they were scheduled to work the same shifts. Or had lots of interactions if, with each other, but it seems to stretch credul- credul- credulity. It's fifty dollar word, the imagination that they would not have. Um, he wouldn't recognize the dude at all. Like he doesn't even see his face. Like, oh, I know that guy. He's at the club sometimes. Let me tell you this magical thing that happens with my day job. So inside the four walls of my office, it's King Kunta, coworker. Good one. But as soon as I walk, because I get both feet outside the door, I turn into, ooh, random black guy. Mm. Don't know if that's a good one or a bad one. I should just probably not make eye contact. Now imagine if that was my baseline and I got a badge, which is get out of jail free all the damn time cards. Right. I just see a nigga. We don't have anything from the record to show that Mr. Floyd said, I work with you. It's me. We don't got anything in the record from that. Oh, my God. And I'm actually, you know, I'm not surprised, B. You sound like you are. I'm not. Because of my personal experience, that if I step two feet 
I've had people on my fucking team that I work with, I see, I have meetings with. No fucking eye contact and we're less than a block away from the office. So I've seen this happen. Yeah. But okay, I, I get it, I get it. But you know, cops are fucking nosy as hell, right? So when they pull you over, they don't want to just ask you about simple shit. They get all your fuck. Where are you headed? Where are you coming from? Who are you going to see? Who is that there? What kind of work you do? Where do you work? What kind of job you do? That, that's the kind of shit cops ask. They're like, how do they how do they get past the part that they work at the same fucking club? That's odd to me, man. I'm sorry, and it may be true that you and your coworkers don't know who the fuck each other are once y'all get outside of work. But I think you would. If you saw him, you're like, oh, I know that that corny motherfucker works down the hall from me. You may not even know his name, but you reckon, you see him every day or you see him often. You at least know that that's, some, that's a human face you've seen before, right? Or no? Well, you're making some assumptions, B. I there am. Were, there, I am. There were questions asked. That is not the eyewitness report we're getting from the passenger. Uh, we don't know what happened. There's a, there's a video of, of, of Mr. Floyd. Uh, in the police cruiser getting hemmed up. Again, that's a southern way of saying you probably give them the business and they pulled them out of the cruiser. And yeah. uh, so, you know, okay. I don't know. I'm done, man. I'm done with that. I don't I don't know. I, that just seems fishy as hell to me. But hey, I you know, I'm I'm assuming a lot. I'm 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 assuming that they knew each other. I'm assuming that they at least just to recognize each other. That's a big assumption. You're right. They work different nights. It's possible that they have no idea who each other are. And it's possible that that never came up in any of the questioning that the police were doing. It's possible. Mm. You're right. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, four police officers, two of which are claiming they didn't know what was going on and they're shocked and this is not what they, you know, it's not what they signed up for. They were training. They were young. They watched one of their, one of their commanding officers kill somebody and they also helped hold Mr. Floyd down. Yeah. It's not okay. It's the opposite okay. It's inhuman. Yeah. And that, I believe is why we are where we are. Yeah. People have watched nine minutes and said, this is not okay. This is not the America that I was told we have. And as a result of that, we're now three weeks in and people are still marching and protesting. And make no mistake about it, it was just me and you, B., Just small niggas doing nigga stuff. Look at them. Maybe they should go get a job or something. But because it's multicultural with white people, 40 to 50% sometimes white people, that's what gives me hope. Yeah. A sliver of hope, B. Yep. Not a big piece of hope, a sliver. Just a little corner. A little break off a corner of hope. And B, I ain't had a corner before. Never. I'm still trying to figure out how the fuck President Obama got elected and reelected. How did that shit happen? Right. Because apparently racism didn't go nowhere. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we, we will see what this week brings. 
by the way, before we get out of here, so Trump was asked, I think it was yesterday or Friday, he held a press conference because apparently the unemployment numbers, instead of blossoming to 20%, they're apparently down to 13.3%. B, did you see that? I did see that for a couple. Kerfuffle. Did you see the fucking asterisk? <laughs> yeah. Trump had a press conference on the 13.3. didn't have a press conference on the asterisk. So for people <laughs> who are really smart out there, let's fucking, press, let's just pretend the 13.3 is correct. It rose for black people right. to 17 points, something or another. But the same uh, department that got these numbers had to put a big ass asterisk and say that they're, you know, some people may have been misclassified right. as a result of that. Unemployment may in fact be as high as 16.7 or 8. And so as he was saying this and, and touting, you know, we're coming back. It's all great. Somebody asked him about the racial unrest in this country. To which he said, George is, I guess he forgot Floyd. George is looking down at us and he's happy. This is great for <laughs> black people, white people, you know, brown people, people of all races. This is a great day. Versus, oh, this is great. And then uh, a reporter asked him, so do you have a plan to deal with the racial injustice? Yes. My plan is, B, do you know what he said his plan was? What did he say his plan was? A strong economy. <sighs> the thing about racism is that money fixes all of it. Mm, cute. That is my plan. A strong economy. Again, asterisk by the 13.3. It's not just an asterisk. It's not 13.3. Right. It, it, it's lower than what they, where the economists forecasted it would be, but it's not 13.3. There's been a toll of like 40 million jobs lost and apparently 2.5 to 3.5 million of those jobs has, have come back. That's no reason to be jumping up and down. Right. It's the same thing of saying, well, shit, you know, they were forecasting 140,000 lives by August, but we might be at 127. Right. Is it better than what it could have been? Yes. Are we in a good place? No. By the way, um, a lot of shit was torn up that was planning on opening up during the first week of these riots. So, yeah, that. Probably not going to really help the uh, economic bottom line. Macy's was fucked up. Walmart's have been fucked up. So, you know, all of this is related. These uh, small businesses that were fucked up, yeah, small businesses drive at least 50% of our economy. And they're not coming back. These businesses that have you know held on as long as they could, getting ready to come back, come back to their business and they don't have one anymore. It's been looted. Yeah. It's been burnt. And if it hasn't been burnt, it might have water, might have water damage because it was adjacent to some shit that got burnt. Right. So... That's Debbie Downer. The Sally Sunrise is white people care about this shit. I was just about to say something. And if anything I've learned about is that when white people care about shit, things usually tend to happen about the shit they care about. I've, I've, I've learned that something that resonates with white people, middle, I'm talking about not racist, middle ground white people, which is the majority of white people, something that resonates with them is they seem to, uh, to gravitate towards the statement that it's not okay to just be non-racist, you have to be anti-racist. 
they seem to gravitate towards that. So I want to say that again. It's not okay to just be, to not be racist. You have to be anti-racist, meaning you have to stand up and you have to say something. And I think that's what's happening with a lot of white people right now is they're recognizing that it's not okay to just, to just not be a racist in your home and in your thoughts and in your heart. That you have to actually stand up and, and, and call out racism on other people. And you have to, you have to be against racism, not just, not just not racist, but against racism. You're right. Let's end this by talking about our good buddy from Virginia. Good old coon man. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. <laughs> Ralph Northam. <laughs> Ralph Northam got caught wearing blackface, but said, you know what? No, 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 no. I stand with you. Everybody fucking like Michael Jackson. Don't do this to me. I'm not going to resign. I may. I'm not going to. I'm going to make you love me. You're going to love me. (laughs) Ralph Northam has finally removed the giant statue of Confederate General General Robert E. Lee from the state capitol. There we go. And uh, as you would probably imagine, that's not going over well with everyone. Um, so yeah, there. You know what's funny, Kunta? On the way to the naval, the Norfolk Naval Base in Norfolk, Virginia, there's a stretch of highway that's got a little. You know, you can't get to it to Norfolk any other way from the south. You have to, unless you're going up to Richmond and come back down. You have to go through this little this little cut. I think it's 68 or something. Along 68. There are still cotton fields by the by the highway. I'm talking about just stretches and stretches of cotton fields, and they haven't done anything to update their surrounding areas. So it looks like if you closed your eyes and blinked a couple of times, you might see a couple of black backs bent over picking up this cotton because they're just stretched forever, and it's all up and down 68. And, Way down south in Dixie, huh? And it's 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 amazing that they, those towns have not changed. So I'm assuming that because the towns haven't changed, it means the people haven't changed either. So I'm not shocked. Yeah, but thank God for Coon Man. Um, <laughs> I got one. Right, more, I got one more thing about Black Lives Matter. If you, if you're about to rap, we are. What you got? Okay. Um. I'm I am someone who has been uncomfortable saying Black Lives Matter before recent times because I felt like Black Lives Matter the movement itself was highly unfocused. I felt like I wasn't sure who the people who were behind it were and I, if their if their agenda matched what my agenda was. I didn't feel comfortable that the people whose faces were attached to Black Lives Matter um were somebody I'd want to stand beside in a protest or a rally or whatever. However, I believe that there is a new Black Lives Matter and um this one is you be a you be an idiot not to agree. Uh, all lives matter is bullshit. Blue lives matter is bullshit. This Black Lives Matter is different. It doesn't. It doesn't compete with all lives matter or blue lives matter. That that argument is dumb this time. And I think that a lot more sensible people would agree with me. You know, it, it, there there was this thing about I root for everything black that came out a little while ago too. That mm-hmm. to me, that was kind of the same as Black Lives Matter. It was highly unfocused, and it, it 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 allowed itself to be attacked by things like All Lives Matter and and Blue Lives Matter. But I'm I'm of the opinion that this Black Lives Matter that's happening this time is a completely different Black Lives Matter, and that also lends to why so many people are getting on board 
with these protests and these rallies because they too agree that black lives matter and it's necessary to say it because obviously everybody doesn't feel that way. So I just wanted to... Because once everybody does, then indeed... Maybe all lives matter. There we go. And and before we can say all lives or blue lives or whatever lives, we have to make sure that we're paying attention to the people who are being persecuted the most and the people who are, who are, uh, I, I, I just, I'm gonna leave it there. I do believe there's a new Black Lives Matter. And I think that we're, uh, we're on the cusp of that being the most important statement of probably yours and my lifetime. Every generation faces a challenge. It either stands up and and are counted or it doesn't. I think this was the biggest challenge of our generation. And listeners, everybody can't march. Everybody can't protest. But whatever you can do, if it's your social media, if it's difficult conversations with your friends who are not people of color, if it's donating a dollar or two or more here or there where you think it's going to do the most good. If you are a person of color, you must do something. And one of those things that is non-negotiable is you must vote this election. Because if Trump stays in place and the Senate stays the way that it looks, then, you know, this thing's going to stop right where it is. Case in point, I'm going to leave you on this. Cory Booker, Senator Booker, and Senator Harris have introduced an anti-lynching law. The thousand-mile overview of this law is that if you commit a hate crime, uh, specifically in which you kill somebody that's deemed sort of like a lynching, similar to what we saw with Mr. Floyd and these police officers, and you can have a, a multiplier added to the uh, criminal charges. It is currently being held up by Senator Rand Paul, who's essentially blocking it and filibustering the hell out of it and not allowing it to go to a vote or forcing it to go to a full House vote. That's what it is. He's forcing it to go to a full vote of the Senate rather than the senators. He's the one dissenting voice to this anti-lynching bill that was crafted by the only African-American senators in the country. His concern for holding this up, his concern, is that you don't want someone to be convicted of this anti-litching law if it's simply a mistake or <laughs> a, what? a lower level type of uh, dispute. Don't want to misclassify somebody and you don't want to punish somebody unjustly. This type of tone deafness is what comprises the current Senate and sits in the White House. These people will determine the judges at the federal level whose appointments are for life, who someone you may know may go before, and will apply this tone deafness in their application of the law to someone you may know. If not you, someone you may know. We must vote. We must vote. We must vote. Protesting is great. If you don't vote, then the voices will be put out by people who are tone deaf like Senator Rand Paul. This is where we are. This is where we are. 
do both. You must do both. I don't know where we're going to wind up. Sliver of hope. Be as a sliver of hope. We'll see what this week brings. I hope it continues in peaceful protests. Seattle had a rough night. No matter what happens, no matter where we are, we can only be one thing no matter what because that's how we got here and that's how we're going to leave. We're going to have to be black on both sides. Where nothing is black and white. 